and welcome to the 361 Degrees Podcast Season 2, Episode 2. This episode was recorded in front of an audience at Nokia World 2011 and is the final in our two-part coverage from the event. Having discussed Nokia's big turnaround, the mobile industry in Asia and the N9 in Episode 1, we now turn to the US, Microsoft's Windows Phone ecosystem and Samsung's problems with Android. As ever, your hosts are Ewan McLeod from Mobile Industry Review, Rafe Blanford from All About Windows Phone and me, Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. We rejoin the action with a question from Ed Lee. Hi, uh, Ed Lee, CTO at Grapper Mobile. Uh, following on from what you were saying before, um, I'm a little concerned that Nokia is still too Eurocentric. To compete with Apple and with Google, do they not need to launch uh, their Windows phones in the US at the same time as Europe? Rafe. I think the answer to that is Europe is the most critical one at the moment because it's where a matter of months will make dif- a difference in the US launching three months later isn't going to make a big difference to the situation because they're practically dead there already. If when something like CES comes around, they can do the US launch there and ideally have a CDMA variant at the same time, they'll be able to make a much bigger splash. So get into the six European markets which are critical, US comes later. Go back to Ed, what do you think? Uh, I think they need to launch there. Um, Partly... Do you mean mean now? As soon as possible. Um, I know that obviously it's Windows phones, they've got developers anyway building for other Windows phone devices. But I mean, for me, I'm slightly biased. The apps will make a platform. And so to get the US developers to port the, the US games and US apps onto Windows phone, you need to have the devices shipping. And I think Nokia and Microsoft are going to be almost the de facto Windows phone platform. So until the apps are there, I can't see it taking hold in the US. Anyone in the audience here based in the US? Okay, uh, what do you think? Um, Actually, introduce yourself first, sorry. Uh, my name is uh, Eduardo Umana. I'm from NokiaMobileBlog.com. What is the question again? And I, what, I'm, what, I'm interest, what I'm interested in is, um, has Nokia been hurt by not launching these new Windows phones in the US right away? Um, what I think is that it doesn't really matter when Nokia uh, introduces Windows phones in the US with, uh, in, if it's within six months. It doesn't have to be right now. It's kind of bad that they're not going to miss, I mean, they're going to miss uh, Christmas time and holiday time in the U.S., but it's not really, really important. Like, they have time, and they did say that they're going to announce not one, not two, but a portfolio of devices for the U.S. in early 2012. So I think that's, that's going to be good for them. It doesn't really matter if it's not right now. The important thing is that they're going to do it. Cool. Yeah, there's a few people around the room uh, applauding. Anyone agree with that position, disagree with that position? Just to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Varun again from uh, phoneandin.com. Uh, so I just want to add quickly that the uh, like no, US is primarily a carrier-driven market. Like I think Europe is also there, but Europe there are a significant portion of phones which are sold SIM-free. Uh, but uh, the US is primarily uh, um, like carrier-driven, and unless you have carrier partnerships in place, there are rumors of uh, Verizon tie-up or a team of uh, an AT&T tie-up for uh, carrying these phones. But I think. Uh, I think a Nokia phone launching SIM-free in the U.S. like the N8 did would not succeed at all because the U.S. is a carrier-driven market. But say a partnership, say the Verizon carrying the uh, uh, Nokia Lumia 800 or AT&T carrying the Nokia Lumia 800 would make a lot of difference. I think another factor that would be really uh, important to, to consider as well is uh, we've been, I looked at the retail stuff. Uh, the Nokia World has had a big display of all the retail stuff and they've clearly put loads and loads of effort into trainers, 
uh, into displays, into helping consumers understand these new Windows Windows phones. And that is a massive undertaking for the US. There's a huge number of stores, huge number of people you've got to educate. You might as well fight the battles you can win. And you can do that in certain markets with the operators, like you said, that we've got the relationships with. Uh, Rafe, very quickly, and then has anyone else got a point they'd like to make on this? I would just say you can only launch once and you need to get it absolutely right. And so there's a lot to be said for taking some learnings from the first round and building on that afterwards. Matt Lacey. Uh, Matt Lacey um, from the Windows Phone User Group here in the UK. Um, there are technical issues going into the US as well. If, if, we'd had to, if they'd had to support CDMA devices as well, it would have taken longer, possibly not reach in, and then launch at the US at the same time as the rest of the world. That might have been later in the year. You know, miss Christmas and missing Christmas for the whole world would have been a much bigger issue. And, and hey, we had to put up with waiting for the iPhone, so it's about time the States had to wait for something. Here, 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 here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Ed, we'll give you one last thought to close and then Sorry, we'll move on. It does feel like we're still making excuses for Nokia the whole time. All these things are not insurmountable. They could have combated this. They've had how many? They've been in business for over 100 years. A lot of these issues they should have solved by now. But that's just my thoughts. We'll, le- we'll leave that one hanging. I'm itching to tell you you're wrong, but let's keep moving. OK, <laughs> next question actually is from Matt. So... Um, Microsoft and Nokia have this special, um, special relationship, uh, and obviously we've seen the Lumia devices come out now, and they kind of blow the water out, or blow over all the other devices out of the water uh, in terms of what's all readily available. What does this mean for the likes of HTC and Samsung and LG and the other people who are making Windows Phone devices? Well, just before the, the microphone goes, just quickly give us your opinion on that. My, um, there's a part of me that doesn't know. I wouldn't be surprised if someone stopped making it because they couldn't, didn't think they could compete with Nokia. Um, but I really hope it causes them to raise their game and do something different. Okay, quickly, you and McLeod? Yeah, I, I'm with you there, Matt. I want to see the, the other guys actually deliver some, something decent. I, I've not been that impressed with the other manufacturers. I think it's going to be quite an, uh, uh, an arse or an undertaking to, uh, to deliver a Windows Phone handset with for example, Nokia Drive or the Nokia Maps capability, because that, that's really, I mean, if you just look at um, that one application, that really is going to change my mind when I'm walking to the, or evaluating the handset, thinking, do I want the HTC that doesn't, that, that I'm going to have to pay 50 or 70 pounds or dollars to get a, um, a sat-nav app, or do I get the one where it's, it's, uh, it's bundled free? So I think that's, um, that's going to challenge a lot of people, and basically plastic, right? A lot of these HTCs are just plastic. Um, Ian Wallace. Uh, the accidental on Twitter. Um, do any other manufacturers care? I, you, you don't see many other Windows phones around. I'd never. I'm a, I'm a geek. I work with geeks in a university. I never laid hands on a Windows phone until yesterday. Will they care if they don't sell the seven handsets they've sold already or whatever? Rafe, uh, I think the other manufacturers would always like to sell phones, but they they do have a bit of a problem. Nokia committing, you know, completely is a big contrast to HTC and Samsung, who've just kind of put their toe in the water. But it's inevitable. At the end of the day, competition is only going to be good for the consumers and for developers because it will grow the whole ecosystem. And I thought it was quite interesting the way Stephen Elop said this is the first Windows phone. I thought that was kind of a dangerous thing to say, having been playing happy Windows phone family. But ultimately, there will be a halo effect as well. So when all this marketing is going on and people are talking about Windows phone, they will talk about the other manufacturers too. So it's good as well. I think there's a risk that Nokia could do HTC and Samsung's marketing for it. 
that people will see Windows phones on Nokia adverts and all the work that they're going to do. They'll go into their retailers or their operator stores and they might end up buying a different manufacturer's device, perhaps because of cost or features or poor support or one of the other reasons. But actually they would have gone into the store in the first place because of the marketing work that Nokia has been doing. Anybody else got any questions or comments on that one? Ewan Spence. Yeah, twitter.com slash Ewan spelt correctly. And very simple, if Nokia advertised to 10 people and sells seven of them phones and then two to HTC and one to Samsung, that's a good thing. It's a, it's a fantastic thing, but it's more about what was the reaction from the other manufacturers. And I think the other manufacturers are going to sit back and enjoy the free ride. Which well, was HTC answer. maybe, Samsung are probably just going to spin a little bit faster. Guys, uh, Ewan? Uh, I, I, I think that, uh, yes, there will be some, there will be a bit of a halo effect going on. Um, but really, I want to see more from these. I mean, if you look at the existing uh, Windows Phone devices, they are pretty poor, right? I mean, the cameras are Shiite, and the, um, the, the build quality is appalling. So we're going to have to see more. These guys are going to have to deliver more. It looks like they've just kind of cut and pasted. Um, a few few devices and stuck them out at the minute. So I think they're going to have to raise a game, which is good. I can't believe a BlackBerry fan is lecturing us about build quality. This is absolutely amazing <laughs> to me. OK, let's move on for the questions then. Uh, we have a question from Ian. Um, yeah, my question was, is anyone going to write Windows Phone apps? It's the third ecosystem or possibly the fourth if you're a BlackBerry fan. Um, good man. Why would anyone bother? Well, I'm, I'm going to jump in. Rafe Blanford is drawing breath because he's ready to wind up for a 20-minute epic on why this is the right thing to do. But I think people are going to write Windows Phone apps for two reasons. One is it's really, really easy. Um, if you have any kind of Microsoft development experience then you can just move over to writing Windows Phone apps in a heartbeat. The developers in my firm have. We were writing desktop apps, we were writing web apps, and now we've just taken all those skills, all those tools, all the things that we use, and we've jumped over. And the other thing, actually, is that when you get it in people's hands, it's amazing, it's really beautiful. And there's a whole group of people out there who are going to be buying devices to run, to, to, to run apps for, special re for particular reasons, like the particular niches, like the channels, and people will buy. Whichever plat by whichever platform their app comes on, and if those developers are developing because they like the advantages that Windows Phone gives them, they will buy Windows Phones to run it. My firm will write software in you know in a variety of, of uh, in a variety of platforms, and our customers will move with us as we switch platforms. Uh, let, let me tell you one thing. I, I've been talking to quite a few CIOs recently, and uh, this was rather rather strange. In that I was having a conversation, and they were saying, uh, uh, we've, we're, "We're now going to develop uh, a thousand apps." Brilliant. Okay, and that's that's two hundred and fifty apps or three hundred apps per per ecosystem. I'm saying, oh, and, and what what ecosystem is is this? Are you, what what are you pointing out? And he said, "Well, uh, obviously it's Android and iPhone and Windows." I said, well, no, uh, what about uh, Samsung uh, or um, BlackBerry or anything else? And quite, quite, the guy just said, well, um, yeah, but Windows is the is a third ecosystem, right? And you know, Nokia are, are, are building it. Ergo, we're going to be there. So I think that's been quite interesting that a lot of people who have read that February announcement and saw that announcement that Nokia is now doing Windows, a lot of people have put that into their brain and gone, right, okay, we need to think about that. Uh, so I think we will see quite a lot of apps move to, to, to Windows. You got a comment from the audience? Yeah. So I've been speaking to a couple of some of developers who like uh, have apps on many platforms. And I've been asking them how much like money you're making. So the primary source of income is coming from the Apple App Store, um, and Android is not making them any money, and they're worried about their investments in Android because none of them 
really buy apps. Their main income uh, is coming from the ads within the apps. And they are actually betting big. They had Rim on their like, radar before, but now it's nowhere there. And now Windows Phone is taking the third spot. So like it's 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 uh, probably second spot. So it's it's iOS, uh, Windows Phone, and Android. Right. Yeah. I I mean I agree with that point about the commercial reality of the world. With an app store that's only got thirty six thousand apps in it, it's much easier to create a hit application. Your chances are that much better. I think the other thing that you need to talk about with Windows Phone is the developer support that comes from Microsoft and from Nokia. Microsoft know how to engage with and create developer tools, and that's been proved throughout their history. It's what the company is best at. And I think Nokia brings something to the table as well with their kind of local knowledge and their reach, and they're able to get developers in countries that Microsoft can't. And so combined, I think that is going to create something of a, not a perfect storm, but certainly a significant increase in the influx of uh, applications to Windows Phone. We've got another comment from the audience. Uh, yeah, Ed Lee again from Grapple Mobile. So just really to confirm what Ewan was saying, we're seeing exactly the same thing. We build apps for brands. They're asking for iPhone, Android and Windows phone apps now, even though none of them really have any idea of the Windows phone ecosystem. They just know they need to be building the apps. None of them are entirely sure why, but and they're right. OK, so a uh, quick audience quiz then. Uh, it's been widely accepted that there are going to be three ecosystems. That's going to be... Apple. Well, no, hold, hold on a minute. <laughs> Stephen Elop went on uh, on stage uh, at Uplink, the Qualcomm's Uplink, and a few other places, and and very very smartly said there are three ecosystems. Uh, you know, we're included. Uh, so Android, iPhone, and, and and Windows Phone. And at that before that point, we weren't talking about ecosystems. It was very very smart point to which the guys at BlackBerry and the guys at Bada are going nuts. I, I agree. I think it's, it's inspired because it set a conversation that nobody thought of before. But I think now that, now that people are reaching a consensus on this, uh, I'll just do the quiz and I'll come back to you. Um, now that we've reached a consensus on this, I want to do a bit of a, a taste flavour of the room. So if there, are, if there are only going to be three ecosystems and they are going to be iPhone, Android and something else, raise your hands if you think Windows Phone will be the third ecosystem. Okay, thank you. Raise your hand if you think BlackBerry will be the third ecosystem. Well, I'm just, I'll just be the only guy in a room that put... I'm just, I mean, I, I have to put my hand... I think there'll be... I think we'll see Apple die, and I think we'll see um, uh, Windows Phone and, uh, and BlackBerry uh, resurrected. <laughs> the, Keep uh, digging, you that's, that's another website for Rafe, isn't it? All about mobilefantasists.com. <laughs> and about again. <laughs> finally, raise your hand if you think it's going to be somebody not Windows Phone and not BlackBerry. It's going to be the third ecosystem. Okay, well, just one hand. I mean, I'm intrigued to know you and Spence. Because I think Windows Phone is going to be the second ecosystem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got one more comment from the audience and then we're going to move on. Um, this is Aditya Singh from worldofphones.net again. Uh, what you've got to understand is uh, I think uh, when Nokia committed to uh, actually getting Windows onto its handsets, I think uh, it was Microsoft that benefited the most because it got a toehold in the market which it was trying for ages. Uh, to get, it was trying to enter the market, was trying to create a presence. And uh, with regard to how many ecosystems, uh, honestly, uh, three ecosystems looks like a nice number, but uh, I think there is room for at least another one. Uh, if you have four. Do you mean or Blackberry, more, sir? Uh, it could be a Blackberry, it could be anything. Good uh, man. But uh, probably anything. Unless. Unless you have four or more ecosystems, you're actually looking at a very uh, closed uh, choice that's available for customers, and that could only spell doom for uh, consumers, actually. So Rick you Lanford. need uh, more 
other I, people. I, I think that's a good point. Three is a number that's just picked out. And I also think, again, we've just focused on the smartphone platforms. There's a very good chance that we will see the same kind of ecosystem forming in the low end space be that something like BADA, Series 40, Java, or something else. And so I think we'll actually end up with a kind of two levels of ecosystem, one smartphone and one which will be, if you like, quasi-smartphones, what today we think of as feature phones. And what about WebOS? Uh, 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 well, it's going to be in printers, isn't it? I think chap, chap over there is clapping. He works for Nokia. His opinions don't count. LAUGHTER and, and we're not talking about WebOS. Don't sully my podcast with talk about WebOS. Yes, it's, a, it's, an, it's an operating system for printers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, th- thank you all very much for your input. We've got one last question, and then we're going to wrap up this second episode. And uh, from you and Spence. Question to the panel, and possibly to the room as well. To the day, what date will Samsung throw in the towel with Android and switch operating systems? Oof. And you and what operating system did you have in mind that they would switch to? Uh, yeah, what well, that's gonna... a second question. I want the first one first. Throw in the towel and switch operating. And I would switch away from Android because of the legal disputes and the hassles and the headaches. Oof! Uh, to the day. Swi- to the day. Yes. Sw- okay. Ray Blanford first. They will switch to Barda on the thirteenth of June, twenty sixteen. <laughs> Do you want to expand on that? Just you pull that number uh, out of behind you. Uh, no. Uh, I think it could actually be longer, but basically on the principle that Samsung will want to control their own destiny, they'll want to put BADA into their fridges, into their TVs and everything else, and that includes their phones. But I have to admit, I think it's uh, maybe an optimistic prediction, and I think Android might still be around for a while. I don't know if that's any laughing matter. <laughs> you and McLeod. Uh, you know what? I, I, I really, I'm not that much of a fan of Android, um, just because I think the user experience is a bit of a problem. The the fragmentation is a right arse. Um, the fact that if you buy an Android phone, the chances are it's either out of date already or about to be out of date and it's not going to get updated. It's, it's, it is a little bit symbian all over again. Uh, so a date for when Samsung drop Android, I'm going to make it up rather than uh, be, be as accurate as Blandford here. I'll say they'll, they'll drop it um, on the 29th of September uh, 2012. There you go. Okay, and I'm going to be 35. Any any comments or views from the room? One up here. Uh, Just raise your hands, I guys. If you've got anything, gentlemen, I've got it wrong. I think it's somewhere around 2014, actually. <laughs> and, and, and why? Uh, the reason for that is Can we have a date, please. Uh, 2014. 2014. Roughly. That's, that's Time at least, for the uh, announcement as well. Uh, well, let's see uh, when Samsung actually decides to announce it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, with regard to Samsung and Android, uh, they've been going great guns, but I think uh, the Motorola acquisition has uh, hurt their chances of actually uh, becoming uh, the monopoly uh, in, in Android. And uh, going forward, uh, I think they will look at actually switching over to their own platform. And also, you've got to understand... Uh, their own government has also been pressurizing uh, them for actually coming up with something that is more unique. Uh, fragmentation in Android has always been a problem, but I think uh, what you've got to see is the fragmentation has gotten way more deeper uh, than it has been. When you have uh, companies in China creating their own versions of Android, like Alibaba, 
I think uh, the fragmentation no longer is on gingerbread and froyo, but uh, you know the variants that uh, each country has come across. So I think the I think the problem with that all of you have actually I think you're all absolutely deluded. To be perfectly honest, I think the mistake you're making is taking the premise of the question that they will give up on Android. I think Google has absolutely botched the Motorola acquisition. All they've done is they've bought some patents. They've thrown away all the value in Motorola's manufacturing devices. They're not going to be taking any benefit out of it. And actually, that Samsung will become the the flagship Android uh, su supplier. They will be the one. They're the ones that they're partnering with for uh, the Nexus Prime, the Nexus S. I think that relationship will will go will go some way. And actually, that they won't give up on Android at all. And that they will continue to do what they do now, which is to keep their feet in as many camps as they are possible, except that Rafe's right, they will grow barder because they have to because that answers the lower end question. So we've got some audience Yeah, uh, so comments. Samsung has also partnered with Intel on Tizen now. So what, what I, does I that... Think, I, think does Ty, that... I think Tizen will sit um, underneath barder in terms of the UI. Because you just can't have too many platforms, can you? What you should do is you should keep your developers guessing. Uh, we've got another, another comment from the audience here. Well, Samsung dropping Android, it will depend, uh, and anyone else dropping Android, will depend on whether actually people around the world can learn to, to write good software anywhere except in the US, because this is how it is going. And manufacturing companies and uh, foreign, com I mean, foreign companies and countries and governments are pressuring Please, guys, do uh, some national soft good soft software or something. But uh, it's been what thirty years or or more, and nobody yet figured out how to write that good software. Okay, so thank you very much, guys. We're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. We've got one more question from you and Spencer. Well, I just want to come comment? back and address one of the points. Um, oh, first of all, May twenty fifth. Uh, 2012 next Wrong. year um, Wrong. basically one week after the Oracle case closes in Oracle's favour um, but uh, the dominant Android platform Amazon yes a very good point actually yeah, yeah. and that yeah. doesn't need Google at all bring it on okay so one quick question then out to the audience and I'm gonna we're gonna quickly rattle around you get to answer this question in one word you get a one-sentence leeway. If you say more than a sentence, Ewan will hit you on the head with a microphone and we will keep going. Okay. So is, is Mr. Spence going to walk around yeah. with a microphone? <laughs> so, and, and the, that, question, that question is this. In the mobile industry as a whole, what area, so it could be networks, it could be hardware, it could be wireless, it could be software, it could be platforms, what area is most ripe for innovation and going to be the next area that we're going to see a big development in? User experience. Location services. Payments. Payments as well. AI. Location. NFC. Hardware. It's payments. Hardware. Location. Location. Nanotechnology. You could have had location, location, location there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NFC. Uh, I think it's going to be more about the platform. That's you just get a sentence. Mobile commerce. Uh, networks. Two, okay. word, two words. Sorry? Uh, networks. Uh, networks. <laughs> Pirate <laughs> networks. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you ever so much for all of your time. I'd like to have a big round of applause, please, from everybody in the room. <laughs> 
We're really grateful you're participating. Please come and listen to us on 361degreespodcast.com or 361degree.es. That seemed like such a great idea when I registered that domain. <laughs> well, we're really grateful for all your help in your podcasting. We're going to be uh, doing a whole bunch more live ones. Thank you so much for helping us test out this format. We, if you're listening and you've got any feedback, please leave it under wherever you hear this podcast. You might hear it on All About Symbian, All About Windows Phone, Mobile Industry Review or wirelessworker.net or you may even have come to the uh, 361 Degrees mini site and listened to it there if you're a super fan. Let us know your thoughts and your comments and we'll be back soon with another podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you.